Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with yours truly. My name is Katie Bellotti and every single week I sit down and I just lay it on you. I pick your brain, I give you some food for thought, and we basically unpack the highs and lows, the thick and the thin of life. Uh, here in New York City, that's where I am presently. I just got back from uh, a trip to Maryland for the holidays. I hope you guys all had a great holiday. Mine was very relaxing. I did a whole lot of nothing, watched a lot of movies, and did a lot of thinking and some reading and you know basically today's podcast is a a culmination basically everything that I thought about over break and I still call it break lol I'm not in college anymore everything I've, I've thought about for the last few days and on the train ride home especially I wrote down um little things here and there and funny enough they all seem to kind of relate to this general theme of fear And I know fear is like a huge word and it means so many different things to so many different people. So obviously it needs to be a little bit more narrowed than that. We can't just talk 45 minutes on fear because it's going to be all over the place. So the major area of fear I'm discussing today is the fear of being alone. And if any of you guys out there have ever had this like really kind of indescribable, very um, frustrating, but also just like very like a nagging feeling of like, oh, I hate being alone, even like, you know, missing out on something, the fear of missing out, FOMO, like any sort of feeling associated with being alone or just being by yourself. And, you know, the, the answering the question, you know, why do we have such a problem? Why is it so hard for us to be alone? So yeah, that is basically in a nutshell today's episode, um, the theme for today's episode. But as you guys know, I really do love infusing my episodes with history. Um, And history can be fun. It can be glamorous. It can be sexy. You know, as you guys know, I I do make it fun. It's not like dusty history uh, lessons that you hear in high school and stuff. And so in typical thick and thin fashion, I'm going to be introducing some history to you guys today. Um, Today, it's actually in the form of an ancient tool, not like a person, like the last two episodes. I'm going to be talking about um, the Enneagram test today, which many of you guys have might have even heard of um, if you're into like pop culture and like, you know, celebrities and stuff, because a lot of celebrities take these tests. Um, it's very spiritual, very like, you know, you're really into your Zen taking this. Um, so I'm definitely going to be talking about that today uh, for a little bit. And then, you know, overall, just kind of discussing my fears. Um in ways that I haven't before on the internet. So yes, okay, that is it for the intro. I'm going to quickly introduce tonight's sponsor and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it all. So tonight's episode, uh, once again, is sponsored by Dirty Lemon Beverages. I'm sitting here right now with my collagen drink um, as I was drinking last week. It's very, very good for your skin, which is what I need right now considering how dull and lifeless my face feels. Um, Just to kind of jog your memory, Dirty Lemon is a direct-to-consumer line of functional beverages Um, They have eight different flavors that provide different health and wellness benefits such as immunity support, glowing skin, gentle daily cleansing, and all of them have less than one gram of sugar and less than 30 calories, which is clutch. Um, And the best part about this whole thing, about the whole Dirty Lemon franchise, is the fact that the product is delivered right to your door in less than two days, so super quick, and sold exclusively by text message, which makes the process so seamless 
No computers necessary. You can just whip out your phone and order a case of beverages, which is super easy, especially for busy gals like me. Um, you can like order more if you order one case and you want to order another one. Like they just text you. Super simple. I've been drinking Dirty Lemon beverages for years. I'm obsessed with them. I think the big part that I like most, besides the fact that they're great, like what's on the inside is awesome, but the packaging of the bottles is also super like aesthetically pleasing. They have like stripes on them, most of them, or they're colored and some are sparkly, I believe um so they're really cool when you have it on your desk like at work I'll have them on my desk and people are like oh what's that and then my skin will be glowing they're like oh where'd that come from and I'm like dirty lemon so yeah if you guys want to get a free case of beverages with your first order um all you gotta do is send a text message to 917-588-0640 that's 917-588-0640 0640 and use my code Katie that's K-A-T-Y B B as in boy Katie B and you can get a free case of beverages with your first order using that code so yeah that's super simple all you got to do is get your phone out I'm sure you're even holding it in your hand right now um, and place an order so yeah okay so that is it for tonight's sponsor let's get into the podcast episode today's episode as you guys know is about fear which I'm kind of a little bit scared to talk about Um, naturally I'm fearful to discuss fear because it is something that no one likes talking about everyone likes to come across like they have their shit together Um, and kind of a combination as I mentioned a combination of things that I was thinking about over the break um, that kind of led me to this so the first being I was kind of so I was given for Christmas, Santa Claus gave me this book about Enneagrams. Um, I I took my Enneagram test, I think, early this summer, this past summer. Um, So the whole time living here in New York, I've known my number and it's definitely come up in various situations. I'm like, wait a second, I know why I'm reacting this way. I know why I'm making this decision. It's because like I'm a seven, which means blah, blah, blah. And I know that's like not the way to live life. Like, oh, I'm only doing this because this is my personality number, whatever. But it definitely, the Enneagram test, the Enneagram, whoa, can I speak? The Enneagram test certainly really, truly does unlock things that you didn't know existed, um, mainly the catalysts in your life you don't know exist, like the things that kind of make you do certain things, um, the, the subconscious you know, ways that you work. Um, It really brings that out in you. And I was reading this book on the train today and I was just scribbling down all this stuff. The lady next to me probably thought I was whack because I was like freaking out over this book, like taking notes, like I'm not in school anymore. Why am I taking notes on a book? I don't know. But to give you a better idea of what the Enneagram test is, if you're not familiar, it's kind of like the Myers-Briggs in the sense that like you answer questions that way. Um, but it's it's shorter, I think. I don't really remember how long the Myers-Briggs test is, but it took me like 10 minutes to take the test. It's like super easy. It's free online. Just type in Enneagram test on Google. The contemporary Enneagram of personality, so that's what the test is, illustrates the nine ways that we get lost, but also the nine ways that we can come home to our true selves. It exposes nine ways that we lie to ourselves about how we think we are nine ways that we can come clean about those illusions um, and explains the why of how we think act and feel it helps us come to terms with our gifts as well as the addictive patterns that tether us to the greatest 
interpersonal, spiritual, and emotional challenges. So the Enneagram test basically told me that I am a type 7, which I do really identify with. It basically says that I am the enthusiast, um, and that basically means that I am extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous, playful, high-spirited, practical. They also um, misapply their many talents, being overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. Um, They constantly seek new and exciting experiences, but become exhausted and distracted by staying on the go. Um, I typically have problems with impatience and impulsiveness. Yeah. So that is basically me in a nutshell. And I I very much um, stopped like dead in my tracks when I read the fear element because they basically tell you, they unpack, you know, your basic fear, your basic desire. Very, very fitting for me. It says that my basic fear is of being deprived and in pain. Uh, My basic desire is to be satisfied and content to have my needs fulfilled. So I feel like a lot of people can say that for themselves, that they really value, um, I mean, being like full in the sense that you feel like all your boxes are checked. I've discussed this a lot, the whole, you know, concept of just having your shit together. Everyone wants to have their shit together. No one wants to feel like they're broke or they don't have a boyfriend or they don't have friends or they don't have a social life. You know, you want to have it all in Sharpay from uh, High School Musical fashion. She wants it all. <laughs> just, that just like came on my head. Um, sevens and a lot of people in general are terrified of being stuck with their own pain so they stay overly active to stave off the inner ache that they desperately and frenetically avoid facing. Their fear compels them to chase after their lucid imaginations like a small child trying to capture a butterfly not realizing that the task or the near impossibility of the task of capturing a butterfly, duh. Um, so people misunderstand sevens and people like us in general because I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but sevens place a lot of power and a lot of importance on freedom. And I think the reason why I do what I do in terms of I, I have this this huge kind of deeply rooted fear of being alone um, in terms of my relationships, not just romantically, but friendship wise as well. Um, and I think a lot of it is rooted in the fact that in high school, I felt extremely trapped. Um, I was bullied. People didn't like me as much. I hardly had any friends, let alone anyone who would ever think to kiss me or anything like definitely no one romantic, um, but I had very, very few friends. And I think that a lot of um my anxiety now of being, you know, constantly either with friends or with boyfriend, although I do live alone, which is kind of conflicting, but I do like having my alone time, just knowing that I always have plans coming up and like, that's how I feel. Um, and I think I, I get these like anxious moments where I think that I have no friends or my friends are talking about me and it just like overwhelms me because I don't have power. I hate being powerless in a situation and loneliness kind of, it's a little bit, it's rooted in, you know, the feelings that I get when I, I feel like my friends are mad at me or I, I get these weird washes of emotion where I'm like, everyone hates me. Everyone hates me. I'm alone. I, uh, I, it's all an illusion. Like I, people pretend like they like me. I just have this like whole weird, you know, anxious feeling about people not liking me. And I feel utterly lonely when I have those feelings and then when I'm you know comparing myself which obviously you know comparison is the thief of joy when I compare myself to other people and their relationships and I go on Instagram for like five seconds I get really overwhelmed and you know I have this this fear of being alone in that sense I don't think I need to be surrounded by physical tangible human beings all the time but that doesn't mean I can still I can't still feel lonely you know 
over just like a, a it's like a feeling guys it's like well obviously being lonely is a feeling but like it's not the same as being surrounded by people I think you can be surrounded or be in a room full of people and still feel lonely I very much feel that and I think a lot of people are misunderstood when they say that they're lonely because you know if you're surrounded by people in a room it doesn't mean that you know you're you're the opposite of lonely whatever that is there's no word I don't think that is the opposite of loneliness now that I think about it Um, I think there's actually a book on that the fact that there's no opposite word, um, no antonym to loneliness, I guess. Um, surroundedness? I don't think that's a word. But yeah, you can be surrounded by people and if they don't share the same, you know, feelings as you or make you just feel seen, like you can be in a room full of people and you could feel extremely invisible and that people don't see you, people don't get you, people don't love you. And that kind of all feeds into the idea of loneliness. Um, In this book, it also says that another fear that I have in my type is um, I'm fearful that when the current pleasure that they've given themselves or I've given myself has come to an end, I too will come to my own end. So basically, you know, when it all runs out, I'm I'm afraid of that feeling of when it all runs out. You know, when the love in a relationship runs out, I'm constantly, you know, looking for the the warning signs that it's going to end, you know, like I, I constantly, like I, I open myself up, I put myself out there, I go on a date, I go, you know, I'm with this person and I honestly sometimes feel like I have to end it first just because I'm scared that they're going to end it and I don't know what's next. I'm like afraid of what's going to happen when they do that. Like, am I going to disintegrate into a million pieces of dust and never be seen again and become an old maid for the rest of existence? It's like, I need to constantly be swinging from vine to vine, from person to person. And I can't, I can't fathom what it would be like if that vine is cut before I'm ready. Like I, I take a lot of pride in having the freedom to do you know, to, to forge my own hand. Is that right? Like forge my own path, I guess. Um, guide my own hand, I guess. Those are the two phrases I just like married together for some reason. Um, but yeah, that's like basically me. And that's, that's my fear in a nutshell. I'm much, very much a planner. And when things don't go to plan, I freak the fuck out. So yeah, those are my basic fears. And I think that sometimes, you know, in this world, especially a world that I take a lot of pride in planning for myself and controlling. I think that's a part of the reason why I live alone. I love having control. Whoa. I just knocked over an earring. Um, I love having control. It's like that Camila Cabello song. It's uh, She Loves Control. I completely identify with that. And I think it, it literally causes me so much frustration when someone decides to alter my plan. Maybe not in terms of like where we're going to dinner. I'm like very like easygoing about where we're going to dinner or like things like that. But when it comes to my heart and my time, I get really pissed. (laughs) So that's something you need to know about me, I guess. I have this fear of just doing things without thinking. I've discussed that, I think like three episodes in or so, I discussed that I have this fear of, you know, leaping before looking. I have to extensively look before I leap. Um, And I think that comes to bite me a lot because it kind of you know, I am a spontaneous person to an extent, but I think I could be more spontaneous if I just let myself be for once and not be concerned about everything. Um, But then again, I think it's my high school experience that's kind of reminding me that, you know, I'm one slip up away from being the same place or in the same place as I was in high school, being, you know, hated by everyone, (laughs) essentially. Um, So I wrote down um, on this notepad on the train, I wrote down, when the universe feels huge, we just want something to hold on to, which I think is a, a big 
you know, feeling that I experience when I want a person. And it's almost like I want someone, I want someone that I don't want them, that I'm like, okay, I'm a single, you know, woman. And then I'm like, nope, I want someone again. Like, it's like this hot and cold feeling. It's like one week I'm like so into going on dates. And then another week I'm like exhausted by the whole concept of going on dates. And I just want to be done. I just want to be like, you know, in that phase of my life where I don't have to care and we can just walk outside in our sweatpants with no makeup on and just go get dinner and not to like worry about getting all stressed before and all that stuff. I, I think dating's fun, but you know, it's only on some weeks for me. <laughs> like some weeks, some weeks it's fun and some weeks it's like a fucking task. Um, so yeah, that's one concept. And then kind of unrelated, I have this whole little passage that I wrote down. Um, I got this book for Christmas called The oh, Seeds Planted in Concrete. And it's another book by Bianca Sparacino. You guys know I love her. Rainbow Salt on Instagram. And, you know, I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed by the concepts of, you know, being afraid and telling ourselves that we can't be afraid. You know, we're like, okay, don't be scared, don't be scared. And like, we, I feel like a lot of, you know, our parents are like, just throughout our lives, we hear a lot, don't be afraid, don't be scared, you know, take on the day head on, don't be afraid, blah, blah. But I think I, I agree with Bianca. And when she says in this quote, she says, what a tragedy it is to tell yourself not to be afraid. It's like telling yourself not to be sad, not to be happy, not to experience some of your most visceral and native human instincts. It's true. It's like, their human instinct you know in the wild you know animals are fearful fear is normal you know it's normal to feel fear um you know and it's she says feel your fear but don't let it be a barrier so you're allowed to feel it just don't let it disrupt or you know prevent you from doing what you want to do and for some reason while I was reading this passage you know the feel your fear but don't let it be a barrier that part it kind of reminds me of you know, just how resilient we are, you know, you can feel fear, you can be scared, you can experience hurt, you know, in ways that, you know, you can't even fathom right now, like you're going to experience hurt in your life, everyone does, you know, but it, there's something to say about how resilient we are as human beings, you know, we can experience all this hurt, all this pain, but then still turn around and be this remarkable person, help other people, like there's so much to say for what we can do, despite our fear and our pain and this all kind of relates to my core fear um, as a type 7 on the Enneagram scale I fear pain um, it's funny because this actually reminded me when I was sitting on the train writing this down I was like oh my god throw back to my last injury because I was like when was the last time I was like hurt in any way like besides like a paper cut or like a bruise or like something random like guys I <laughs> so it was the end of this past school year so it was end of or beginning of May I think this happened you know it was away weekend for a fraternity you guys know like a lot of you um you like go to like the beach for a lot of people's frats um so we did it was an away weekend in Myrtle Beach so Dirty Myrtle Myrtle Beach is where everyone goes from Elon my school and we went to Dirty Myrtle and I it was just kind of I was kind of having like it was like we were all kind of going through a crisis as seniors because we were about to graduate and we're like oh shit we have to be like real adults now so we made it like our mission to get as like <laughs> fucked up as possible, uh, not to put it uh, plainly. I guess that's pretty plain. We like, you know, had a fun time. We It was like nothing like crazy out of control, but we had a very fun time. Like all the girls, we stuck together. We didn't have any like boy drama or anything stupid. It was honestly the best like banquet I've ever had. Um, but basically what happened was we were all on the stage of this bar 
And I don't think my mom knows this. So hi, mom. You're listening to this for the first time, probably uh, the story. But we were all on the bar or um, on like this stage at the bar and we were like dancing to something. It was like some random song. And some girl like pushed me a little bit. I, it was like, it wasn't my fault. Okay. I'm going to like stand by this to my grave. It wasn't my fault. Um, but somehow I was pushed. <laughs> so I flew off the stage and hit like I literally landed thank god I have like some padding on my my butt I'm like gifted in the butt department because I landed right on my butt like kind of like leaned back so like it hit my tailbone really hard on the ground and of course like I got up because I wasn't like majorly injured because my butt broke my fall thank god and like guys lift me up and then I was like okay I'm, I'm fine like it was like one of those moments where it was like everyone like looked and I was like I'm fine I'm fine I'm up I'm standing and guys my tailbone has never hurt more in my entire life and oh it hurt so bad I got back to my my room after that and my date Josh sweet Josh one of my best friends iced my tailbone for like two hours we all like hung out as I like laid face down having my ass iced by a friend anyway um but the reason why I bring up that story is like it's it's crazy you know I fell it hurt for like a solid three weeks guys I couldn't like at graduation I couldn't bend down like I dropped my hat I couldn't bend down to get it I, I hit it very well no one probably knew because I was very like I, I walked the same it wasn't like a major injury I didn't have to like go to the hospital it was just a bruise you know it happens so I bruised my tailbone very horribly and now and I was sitting on the train today and I was like wait like I have zero pain, no visible sign that the, that even happened to me. Like it's crazy. It's remarkable how the body heals itself. And, you know, in the same respect, it's remarkable how we heal ourselves just by, you know, feeling like we, we do things, we push our limits and we experience fear, but we, we allow ourselves to feel it. And then eventually one day we don't feel it anymore. And it's like, you know, not to say that I could like you know, allow myself or not allow myself to feel the pain of like my tailbone. But I think it's something to say about, you know, how we as humans, we heal with time, you know, time does heal most things. And I know this is like a silly story about me drunkenly falling off a stage, but like it, it does kind of correlate to this, honestly, like, you know, it's, it's, not not a scar per se but I do have plenty of scars on my body I have like scars on my knees from the number of times I've like fallen down or like I have a scar um, on my hand from when I discovered a razor for the first time in my mom's shower and I was like oh I don't know how I was like playing with it and I like cut myself and I still have a scar on my hand from doing that um you know scars these are reminders that you're strong you know and that you carry on despite your fear and, you know, your body, you and your your being and your body overall can handle, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's it's actually interesting because last night also related, I'm telling you, all this stuff just like came all at once and so inspired me to talk about fear. Um, this girl on Instagram asked me to write a tattoo for her and I try to do as many of these as possible. I get so many requests that it's like it's physically impossible for me to keep up with all of them. But this girl asked me and I was just randomly happened to be looking at my DMs. And I'm glad I did because this concept was so compelling. Wait, I'm scrolling through my story because I storied it. Um, Wow, I story a lot of stuff. (laughs) Okay, so basically she said she wanted me to write the phrase, may your heart remain breakable. And when I first read it, I thought she said unbreakable, like remain, you know, unbreakable, like always carry on, always look for love, don't feel discouraged, you know, when your heart is broken, Um, which is a great sentiment and all, but she actually meant 
you know, may your heart be breakable. And I asked her about it and she was like, well, it's from um, this this poem that Taylor Swift read on stage at one of her concerts. And the, the uh, poem was called Why She Disappeared. And I don't know if this is related to why Taylor like quite quite literally disappeared for like a year um you know off the map like her relationship is so private like she's just so private now as a human being I feel like she was very much once in the limelight with all the Kanye and everything and and now she's like okay bye peace everyone so this could be because of that I don't really know because I, I don't really like follow all the Taylor Swift um stuff but I do love her a lot and basically the part of the quote or the poem that she wanted to be her tattoo um comes in like verse I think it's like five paragraphs down And it says, when she turned to go home, she heard the echoes of new words. May your heart remain breakable, but never by the same hand twice. And even louder, without your past, you could never have arrived so wondrously and brutally by design or some violent, exquisite happenstance here. And wow, goosebumps. This is like very, very much related to what I've been talking about. You know, the fact that, you know, she literally says without your past, you know, without everything that's happened to you without you know all of your scars and every time that you've fallen down and you know quote-unquote broken you know you without all of that you could never have arrived you know to this place that you are um, or to the place that you will be that will be so just you know perfect for you and worth it you know worth all of the fear and all of the pain you know and sometimes we we gotta feel pain we gotta allow ourselves to feel pain because you know I, I read this quote once it was like um, she protected herself so well from the fear that she like also protected herself from happiness. Like you can't protect yourself fully, you know, and prevent yourself from feeling any sort of fear, any sort of pain, any sort of, you know, brokenness. You can't prevent yourself from all of those feelings without also preventing yourself from feeling, you know, sheer, uh, you know, raw happiness because, you know, happiness isn't something that's always planned and that's always, you know, carefully maneuvered and you can't get to that ideal, you know, pinnacle of your life without, you know, allowing yourself, you know, giving yourself the opportunity to feel brokenness, I think. Um, so yeah, that, that quote was, you know, just so perfect. <laughs> like, you know, some things just happen and I'm like, wow, okay, this is all related. Let's throw it into a podcast episode. Um, So there I was sitting on the train, you know, processing all this stuff, writing it all down, you know, thinking about how everything is so linked together, all of these concepts. And, you know, it got me thinking, you know, in Carrie Bradshaw fashion, I couldn't help but wonder, (laughs) you know, it got me thinking about the why classically because I'm very much, I'm very much, you know, the, the why type of person. I need to know why for everything. I am an excessive and obsessive Googler, you know, why, da, 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 why is the sky blue, all that stuff. Um, and so I was thinking to myself, you know, why on like a personal basis, why am I so afraid of being alone? And, you know, it's, it's kind of, as I mentioned, it does go back to my, you know, Enneagram type and it's, you know, just kind of based on my reaction to things. I like having control. I like having freedom, blah, blah, blah. Blah. But, you know, there is something deeper here. And I think that I have this tendency of filling my life with, you know, all these people, friendships and relationships and everything, you know, any people relationship. I fill my life with those relationships when I don't even necessarily need them, but I just need to feel whole. Um, I, I heard uh, this quote once or this like little phrase. It's, um, you know, the concept of like, 
being with another person romantically. It's kind of like you look for someone else to, you know, breathe wholeness into your hollow. And I could not agree with a statement more. Like that, that's basically in a nutshell why I kind of, I have an issue being alone. I have an issue being single. Um, I have an issue, you know, just doing things like I don't even go to like dinner or like meals or anywhere really by myself besides like shopping or like errands or like normal things but like you know I've never like been to a restaurant like I've always wanted to do that just like go to a restaurant or go to like I don't know like a coffee shop well a coffee shop I've actually done so that doesn't really count I've like gone and done work at coffee shops but I've never like you know not with like a laptop and not with a book or like anything just sitting or I guess a book is fine. Okay, whatever. You get the point. I've never like gone to a place and just sat there by myself when I'm not expecting someone else or like, I don't understand why, you know, we find it so hard to invest in ourselves in the way that we like, you know, celebrate and treat ourselves, you know, to time alone with ourselves. Does that make sense? Like, I, I feel like it's it's hard for us to fathom spending time with ourselves when we could be spending that time with someone else and you know creating memories and like doing all you know taking photos and like having what society calls like a day you know with someone else why do we have an issue spending that same time or spending those same you know opera or um what's it called like moments rather with ourselves like why is it so hard for us and i i don't know if i'm ever gonna know the answer to that Um, I think, I mean, obviously it's all rooted in fear. I think the reason why we can't be alone is because of the fear um, of what we think it'll be like if we are. So yeah, that is something I was thinking about as well, just like sitting on the train. Um, You just want someone to breathe wholeness into your hollow. You feel hollow when you're alone. And it's this feeling that you can't really even put into words sometimes. Um, So then I wrote after that, um, we must have faith in what hasn't yet arrived. And I think that's something interesting that I constantly have to remind myself, you know, like as much as we can, you know, lean on ourselves and get to know ourselves better. And that's honestly a 2019 goal for me is just to, you know, get to know me, Katie, better. Um, because I think I'm, I'm so obsessed with like, you know, getting to know other people and like, you know, getting to know my future boyfriend potentially on dates or you know friends and making new friends and I think that I don't really invest time in getting to know myself I definitely have more so now that I live alone and I can kind of hear myself talk Um, in college I feel like I was always surrounded by people and never got the chance to like get to know myself but you know I think that as much as we can invest in ourselves we also do have to have faith in the things that haven't yet arrived to us and we have to have faith in those you know, that, that everything will be okay. There's this quote that I stand by and I always, you know, repeat to myself when I'm getting worked up about my life and when I feel like everything's just tanking and I'm just struggling, like really struggling. I repeat this phrase in my head. It's, um, I don't know who said it. I think someone famous. I don't remember. Um, it will be okay in the end. If it is not okay, it is not the end. So you have to have faith that in the end, everything will be fine and dandy. Or if it isn't, you know, what your definition of fine and dandy is right now, it'll be a new definition, something that you're comfortable and happy with. Like, just you just have to have faith that you will get there someday. And I think that you don't have to have it like completely planned out to a T what that looks like. But I think that you should, you know, rest easy knowing that this is just a page in your story. You know, this might be a harder, a a particularly hard chapter in your, your story, in the book of your life. But, you know, ultimately the ending will be sweet. You know, it'll be maybe not the happy ending that you're expecting, but it will be, it'll be enough for you. 
okay? I have faith in that. And so, you know, I wrote have faith in what hasn't yet arrived, comma, but, dot, 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 meaning that like you can have faith in those things, but don't let it rule your life, you know? live in the present as much as you possibly can. I think that's important. I've said it before. You know, I think that we all have this tendency of, you know, thinking about this dream life we're going to have in the future and becoming so obsessed with that and what that looks like in that picture, that beautifully painted picture that we forget about the present and we kind of, you know, and how are we going to get to that future goal without the present, you know? Wow, that sounds really good. You go, Katie. Do you ever like say something and you're like, wow, I'm smart. (laughs) I'm having one of those moments. I think that was a really good um, little sentiment that I came to there. But yeah, so I think that a lot of times when we have this fear of loneliness, um, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people tend to throw themselves at as many people, as many people as they can. And like I mentioned earlier with that like vine swinging analogy, you kind of like or I at least swing from one guy to another guy to another guy because and and maybe not like you know sexually or anything but just in terms of like communication like I need to constantly be talking to someone and I guys I've tried to just like be you know enough for myself and be you know on my own but guys it's impossible it's so hard especially because you know the world is throwing all these mixed messages at you they tell you you know I actually asked this on an Instagram story the other day and a lot of you guys reaffirmed this uh this concept that you know the world tells you not to be selfish but then looks at you when you're a mess and you don't know yourself and you're lashing out and doing all these crazy things because you don't know what's going on inside of your head because you don't have time to think about it because you're, you know, you're afraid to be selfish because the world tells you that you're selfish, but then they call you crazy when you're, you know, getting with all these people or like, you know, having all these boyfriends and you're quote unquote a serial dater now. Like it's like the world hates you if you do and hates you if you don't. It's like you can't win. So you might as well, you know, do whatever you want to do because the world's going to judge you anyway, no matter what decision you make. But, you know, I think a lot of times for me, I tend to just fill my life with a bunch of people, you know, I fill all those hollow little holes and I I think that I need someone else to breathe wholeness into my hollow, as I mentioned. So, and then after it doesn't work out or I end it and I'm just all over the place with my relationships, I guess, um, I have this weird, like, I go through this feeling of, like, feeling used or, like, dirty. I just, I get mad at myself. There's, like, a period of anger where I get mad at myself for, you know, being, like, wasting my time with that person, you know. I've talked about this on the podcast before, you know, like, I I hate thinking that I'm wasting my time. Um, And, you know, as I mentioned in another podcast episode, I said, like, there's no such thing as wasted time because, you know, it was either love or a lesson. Every single person that we associate with, it's either love or a lesson. You know, it's either something that's lasting or something that is gone, but you learned from. And so, you know, when we have these these feelings of, you know, feeling kind of used and feeling kind of dirty or like we need to you know it was a waste of time being with that person or whatever or we did things we didn't want to do and now we feel weird about it you know but I think it's necessary that I unearth a concept um kind of what's it called reintroduce I guess a concept from one of my previous episodes because I kind of honestly see this applying in so many instances you know when you do things out of you know the fear of being lonely um and you regret, you experience this feeling of regret, kind of like a tidal wave of regret in some instances. And I always have to remind myself that, you know, you can't regret things in your life because, well, ultimately it shapes you into the person you are and will become. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
you you do everything with intention if you if you do everything with intention if you you know live your life doing the things that you want to do you can't regret the things that you do because at one point in time it's something that you wanted you know you can't say oh I wish I didn't do that like why could I be so stupid because you know in the moment of you doing that thing you it's something that you wanted to do as a conscious you know hopefully decision that you made you know if you live your life with making conscious decisions you know you can't regret the things that you do because ultimately you know at one point in time that was something that you wanted to do does that make sense so you know that's something I always have to remind myself you can't definitely use it just to justify everything you know all the bad things you do but you know if if as I mentioned you are living your life you know, on the straight path, I guess, you know, towards your goals, towards what you want to be. You can't regret any of the things that happen along the way. And, you know, I read this thing once, like, I don't even remember where I read this, like probably on Instagram, like something random or like a random fact somewhere. Um, But I read that the human body fully sheds its skin every 27 days. So, you know, when you're with a person, especially, you know, sexually or, you know, romantically with someone, you know, you can't, in 27 days you're gonna have like fresh skin that that person has never touched and you you start anew you know I know a lot of people are like oh new year new me 2019 new me whatever I really hate the new year new me thing because I don't think that you should wait for a year to be new um and so you know going along with this scientific uh quote about skin shedding really glamorous very cute um every 27 days you start fresh and you start new so you know maybe that previous version of Katie was kind of an idiot and now 27 days later I am fresh and I am new new skin new me (laughs) okay I'm done with the skin thing so I asked you guys on my Instagram story why you guys think that we have such an issue you know as human beings being alone and the answers are really interesting one of them in particular that I was like wow Um, someone said because we equate loneliness to lack of self-worth which I think is so so true I think that when we are alone you know, we think or we think that everyone knows, first of all, that we are alone and thinks that we're, you know, crazy for being alone or thinks like, oh, that's so sad that so and so has no friends, you know, and we constantly think that people are talking about us. That's one thing. And also we just it's like an image thing. You just you want to, you know, have someone else, whether it be just be surrounded by people having a lot of friends or being in a relationship because, you know, we're kind of shown that, your self-worth is kind of measured by how many people you have in your circle. You know, it's kind of a shame that, you know, our society, especially right now with the way that social media is, we place so much importance and so much worth on how many people we have liking our photos. You know, the numbers of people that are supporting us matter to us so much. Like people literally will delete photos on their Instagram if it doesn't get enough likes or it doesn't get the the, you know, likes that they normally get or, you know, something like that. People freak out about what time of day to post Instagrams so the most, you know, majority of people can see your posts like, you know, what's a good time to Instagram. It's just crazy, you know, what we value. Uh, in this this day and age and it's nothing that we can really change I guess I mean we we can personally change it but wide scale you know people are still going to care about this you know numbers game and it's just so interesting that it all kind of goes back to our fear of being alone so yeah I think that in 2019 it's important for all of us to get more comfortable with the 
uncomfortable feeling of being alone. How about that? <laughs> Get more comfortable with the uncomfortable, especially when it you know pertains to loneliness. I think that we need to take ourselves out to lunch and sit there and really process, you know, bring a journal, write down, you know, think you know, long and hard about what you want in this life and what you're going to do to get there. I also think that we need to, you know, have more patience in our lives, meaning, you know, you have to have more patience with your story and how it's panning out and know that, you know, the person you're supposed to be with will, you know, come along when they're meant to. That's hard to grasp. Believe me, it's the hardest thing for me to ever grasp um, is that I need to be patient. I'm really bad at being patient. Um, As my Enneagram number seven says, I'm very scattered, which is very spot on. You know, I think that we need to be more comfortable with the uncomfortable, as I mentioned, but also, you know, just having patience with ourselves and patience with the way that our story is progressing and not try to jump chapters you know like skip chapters in our book because that's just not how it's meant to be and you know I hate the whole concept of meant to be because I'm like that's so stupid but like it's kind of true guys like there are certain elements of your life that you can't you can't gloss over because they're important you know parts to the plot of your story you know and I think that the number one thing that we can do to you know, find this patience is just to get our, get to know ourselves better and, you know, understand the inner workings of, of us. And that's definitely a goal for me in 2019, you know, to have more patience, which is is something I really need to work on. Um, And also just spending more time alone with myself, you know, thinking and processing and, you know, I need to just kind of like brush off that fear um, you know, the fear of being alone. Like, I think we, we need to feel fear. Yes. Like, you know, in order to live and that's just like a part of life. It's a component of our, of our beings, but I think it's important, you know, not to let that fear, you know, uh, prevent us from taking risks and prevent us from doing things. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of, that's a very solid discussion on fear. What do you guys think? Um, a lot of you guys are bringing up very interesting points about, you know, why we have this fear of loneliness, um, yeah, someone says having no one to share anything with life is life is to share moments together, which I do agree. I think togetherness is a very, um, you know, important thing. It's important to have friends and to make friends and to, you know, have experiences that you share with other people because it does make it better. But I think that, you know, it's important that we do have some moments that are just with us. Um, and we have to, you know, stop worrying that society is going to think we're selfish. You know, sometimes you got to listen to yourself if that means, you know, not going out, I don't know, like out clubbing with your friends one night because you just are in a weird place and you need to just think for a second. And, you know, I feel like also we have this fear of missing out, you know, FOMO. I could do a whole episode on FOMO, um, but, you know, that's an issue as well. And I think we just need to be more comfortable with saying, okay, it's just, you know, not my night tonight. I'm going to stay in and watch a movie and make myself feel worth it. I don't know. Does that make sense? So yeah, those are kind of some little resolutions for 2019 that I have. I'm very interested to hear what you guys want to do in the new year. Or um, like I mentioned, you you can't really, you know, put all your eggs in the new year's basket. Like, yeah, it's like fun and pretty to be like, yeah, my new year's resolutions. And I, I still keep or make New Year's resolutions, but I do, you know, agree and stand by the concept that you don't have to wait for the new year to be brand new. You know, you can be brand new any day you decide to be and wake up and decide to be new. Like, yeah. So, okay. 
that's it for uh, today's episode, guys. I'm late for dinner. Otherwise, I would continue talking, um, but I'm always late for something, it seems. So thanks for listening to this episode of Thick and Thin. As I mentioned earlier, use my code KDB when you are purchasing Dirty Lemon. Um, let me know what you guys think of those beverages as well. I'm a very big fan, as you guys know. And yeah, that's it for today's episode. I'll see you guys, or I'll talk to you guys, rather, next year. Bye. Bye.